This is Dream Chasers with Adam Coswell. Hello and welcome back to Dream Chasers Adventures in the Future. If you're a longtime listener of the show or just new to the show, we, we haven't done a one-on-one interview in a while. And I think it's about time we started doing some more for reasons you're about to find out. I'm joined today by musical legend Rerun. Him and I were both recently featured on Leaders of the New School Volume 2, which is a compilation by Tool Room Records and, and Tool Room Academy. That's basically how we know each other is through the, the Tool Room Academy. And we were we were getting to know each other a little bit here before I hit record, but I'm like, I'm like, dude, you know what? Let's just let's just get to know each other raw, like right here. Let everyone see how it <laughs> plays out. And I just got to say one thing, too, before I forget. You gave me a really good idea, which is like, hey, you should do some interviews with other people who are on the compilation just to help get some more visibility. I'm like, man, I the only reason I reached out to you is because you sent me a DM like, oh, this guy's cool. <laughs> right. So that's how it all started. But I think we're going to be interviewing some more producers and DJs here on the show in the near future. So anyways, Rerun, great to have you here, man. If you could just you know, kind of tell our listeners how you first discovered Tour Room Records and then how you discovered the Academy. Okay. Yeah. Great to be here. Yeah, I discovered Tool Room Academy through, uh, funny enough, Carly Wilford's Beatport bio. So at the time I was just shopping for music, you know, I'm kind of like an underground DJ, uh, especially at the time. And I was just browsing around and I noticed like one of her tracks really resonated with me. And I was like, who is this girl? Like her music's really dope. I want to check her out. And then I saw in her bio, Tool Room Academy, and I was like, Tool Room, I didn't know they had an academy course. Like this whole time. And so, uh, yeah, I just looked deeper into it and uh, I finally pulled the trigger earlier this year. So I graduated the, uh, the Academy course earlier this year. I got so many questions here. I'm trying to just make sure I keep it to one at a time, but going back. So Carly Wilford, she's awesome. I remember the first time I heard any of her music was listening to tour and radio. And she, I think her song sky high had just came out. She talked about how she thought it was so cool that she was up an airplane making music and it's like mm-hmm. that's a really cool it's just a cool moment to hear someone talk about so it sounds like you already knew what tool room was before you looked at her bio though you remember when you first listened to a tool room track or how you uh first discovered the label yeah it goes a little far back i remember uh, when i first started learning how to dj i learned from my brother uh, he showed me everything he had been djing like since the 90s and it's, it's like a, a passion project of his but he exposed me to the house scene when before that I was kind of more, me and my friends were really into a dubstep and melodic dubstep. And before that I was really into trance. So it, it took me a little while to warm up to the house scene. And then, um, yeah, he got me introduced to Mark Knight's music and uh, a tool rooms label and all that. And um, it wasn't until fairly recently did I start listening to the uh, radio show when I started getting more involved, but yeah, I I don't have a distinct moment when I discovered Tool Room. Uh, I remember um, just my brother playing uh, Mark Knight's tracks, you know, the, the one song, I Can't Go For That. I think that's what it's called. Okay, yeah, I think that's got, uh, that might be featuring Gene Ferris. Yeah, Gene Ferris. Yeah. And then Your Love, that's another good one by Mark Knight. That's the one that, that reeled me in and, you know, about a decade ago was Your Love. Yeah. And uh, it's just crazy how you how you connect the dots 
for me. And I'm, I'm, hopefully I don't repeat myself on a bunch of interviews with other people from the compilation. I'll share my story while I'm here with you on the first interview. But I, I just remember I was working. I was working at a paint shop at the time. And Your Love was in the playlist that I had. And someone at the store I was working with was like, you listen to Mark Knight? I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> like, I, just, I just like this song. And I'll never forget. He was like, he was like, you know, Mark Knight is legit. And then that just stuck with me. And then about three years later, one of my friends found Tool Room Radio. We we retraced the steps the other day. It was episode 380 with uh, Juliet Fox and some other some other people on that one. And it just came from listening to the show over and over. And, and my story was, you know, I just heard the advertisements. Build your career with the world leading record label. Like I heard that enough times yeah. to be like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm going to do it. And now we're here. And that's pretty cool. So you were in you were in TA thirty six. I saw. So you are kind of fresh out of the gates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I finished August. I think August twenty twenty two is when I graduated. So okay. I guess when did you finish? And, and was your track the one from your class that actually got selected as like the best track? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Got it. That I wasn't that good. <laughs> I had to put some more. <laughs> but good for you, man. If you guys haven't listened to reruns track, and I know some of the other artists might. You know, he might get mad at me now here, but I mean, I, I really, I'm happy he reached out first because I really, really did like uh, the unknown, which you put together there. And it's a really nice, like the spoken word you put into it. it. It like, it's got some serious meaning to it. Yeah. So I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know how much time you put into figuring out those vocals there, but like, it's, it's really good stuff, dude. So I guess tell us, yeah, tell us about the track, how it came together, how you feel about it now. Yeah. The meaning there, that was intentional at the same time it also kind of serendipitous that i happened to find a recording that recording is from splice and so i was just digging around and then i just love the kind of sultriness in her voice uh but at the same time the spoken words so it's it's kind of trippy too you know i was almost wondering if it was like a little too trippy or a little too dark for two room sound you know because usually they have a very like lively festive sort of sound and i was like but I just decided to go with it because I figured they wanted an authentic song, right? And not me trying to sound like something. And so I just decided to go for it anyway. And I, honestly, I was um, kind of surprised that they uh, they warmed up to it so much. <laughs> One thing that I noticed about, again, about your track, the way the compilation is laid out it is a little bit more tribal to, to kick things off. And then your yeah. song is kind of like the bridge to like the next chapter. I'm sure there was, you know, some thought put into this, but I mean, did you notice that? I think it's, you know, you got a little bit of like an upbeat baseline, but to your point, it's got uh, the trippiness and and whatever <laughs> you used for like the lead perk or whatever sound you want to call that, just that. Yeah. It's good stuff. Tell us, tell us more. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, that lead perk is just a, uh, it's a Foley sound. So uh, on Splice, I just found this, this uh, pack of Foley sounds and it's just, the sound of a plank of wood falling on cement. And then so I just isolated that and kind of sculpted it a little bit and made it sound kind of otherworldly, I guess you could say. That's good. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I love using uh, organic sounds because it, one, it, it feels organic, but also you can't really replicate it, you know, because it's just so specifically itself that it, it becomes unique once you sculpt it to, uh, you know, uh, what you plan on using it for in the track. When you were going to the academy, did Pete and whoever was teaching the course with you, did they uncover that you did that with the organic sound? Or is that something that you let people know, like, hey, this is what I did, like, after after I got signed? Yeah, 
I guess I just let everyone know afterwards. <laughs> they kind of cool. They didn't really mention it or anything. It's just uh, it's just a creative creative story, dude. So that's that's awesome that you're looking at things that way. So this is you know big moment for most of us here on the compilation. What do you have in mind right now to keep the keep the momentum going? Because um, I don't know about you, but it's like this is a dream come true. But it's like wait, we're here now. So like, what's the next dream? So what, like, what are you, what are you doing to keep the momentum going? Yeah, I got to be thinking about the next step, right? Because it's an ongoing process, really. I think right now, um, just making the most out of the release and just getting or following excited and just getting everyone involved in what's going on. And um, yeah, it depends on where you are, I feel, in your career. So right now, I'm just starting out and I've really only been playing like shows in the underground. So just having this much exposure is is definitely a new experience for me. But right now, from my perspective, it's all about just letting my following know, hey, stuff is really going on right now. Like, you know, we got to keep this going as uh, best as possible. And then uh, uh, a lot of it, I feel like, is just collaborating with others, working with others so that one, we can learn from each other, but also that way we we get exposure through each other's audiences we're just working with like-minded people and people that we know that our audience would appreciate and vice versa for their audience as well. And so that way um, we could just take all this talent and, and make the most out of it, you know? hundred percent. You just made me think about it from a collaboration perspective and, and I'll, I'll agree with you. I mean, like, I feel like in many cases, I I'll say it like, I'm definitely not the most talented one here. I just like to talk. And so like, you gotta, you gotta do whatever you like to do the best. So you help me realize like, this is what we got to do now it's on the note of talking and shout outs in particular. And is there anyone else that you went through the Academy with who you think kind of deserves a, uh, an endorsement or like a, Hey, keep an eye out for this guy. Cause I know it gets pretty competitive with whoever gets that, you know, you got the one track from your group, but I'm sure there were some other studs in there and people you got to make friends with. So is there anyone you'd like to shout out? Who's kind of in your circle to, to put on everyone's radar? There was a lot of good music. I can't think of the names off the top of my head because um, I'm, I'm kind of a shy guy. So I didn't, I'm not, I wasn't the most outspoken one in the group chat or anything. I kept up and all that, but I mostly just kind of kept to myself. <laughs> I'm still uh, learning how to open up here in this space. Hey, you broke the ice on the, on the podcast, man. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Vertigo's track is really good. We were the two from the class that got signed, and and that definitely says a lot. That that means a lot too. And uh, yeah, I've been playing their track a lot too. Right? Yeah, they're a special group. I actually thought I was getting. I got you guys confused for a moment because did you notice you guys kind of look a little? You, you could be the third brother. <laughs> yeah, I kind of noticed. That. I picked that up a little bit. <laughs> so Vertigo. I'll be, I mean, if I haven't reached out to you uh, guys by the time this goes out, I will be. There's a lot of other awesome people on here. I guess I'll give a moment to give a shout out to um, Lozeka. I got to meet him face to face about a year ago, and it's been really cool to watch his journey. So Lowe's Bull, as you go by on Facebook, I'm looking forward to getting you here on the show. What do you have in the oven right now that you can talk about? You know, I'm sure you're, you're working on stuff, like we said, to keep the momentum going. Like, are you are you thinking similar vibe? Are you going to add anything that we haven't seen yet? Like, what what's your thought process right now? Yeah, I'm definitely thinking something similar. When I started Tour Room Academy, I think the biggest thing that I needed was to kind of like find my artistic identity because I had already been producing for a little while and 
already knew how to use Ableton. Uh, I just wanted to see Tool Room's approach and their philosophy in writing music. I didn't really know what I was going for at the time, but I think now having my track out there and seeing other people play it and and playing it live, it, it all kind of makes a lot more sense now, you know, the context. And so I have some projects that are unfinished that were kind of like, I needed uh, just a bit more direction and where I was trying to go with them. But now I'm thinking I might be going in a slightly different direction, you know, now looking back at everything and, and how it fits into place. And so hmm, nothing off the top of my head, to be honest, but I, I do kind of have like a vision for where it's going. Well, you said something really powerful there, which was was also when I look back at my time in the academy, my biggest takeaway, which is they make it very clear that you need to get clear on what your sound is and mm, what your vibe yeah. is. And that's something I think coming in, I was, you know, I would have fundamentally it makes so much sense until you have somebody actually tell you like, hey, no, this is what you need to do. So how long did it take you to figure out what your sound was going to be, especially as someone who's, you know, you already have a history. I know you're saying you're new, but you definitely have a history in music. So did you know right away what you wanted your sound to be or tell us about that process? Yeah, I think my just me as a as a person, like my natural personality, it kind of has like like a darker side to it. And definitely that's just kind of the stuff that I'm into. I'm into like horror movies and you know, I I like the excitement in in the thrill, right? I'm not really I see fear as a good thing, as something that we should uh, embrace and approach. And so I kind of wanted that that sound to be in my music, but at the same time, still palatable for DJs to play and for people to just have fun to. And so I think I'm striking a balance there a little bit. Uh, I definitely want to be uh, meaningful in the message that I portray in my music, but at the same time, you know, it's got to be fun house music. So I want to be able to balance the two as well as I can, you know? 100%. And you said something about before we went live, uh, a shuffle club that you're that you I think you either DJ for or you're involved with. But either way, that sounds like a pretty awesome community that you have there. It looks like those guys are backing you here as you step into this next chapter. So could you tell us about the shuffle club and, and maybe any special mentions to your friends that you have over there? Yeah, that's my crew. <laughs> so on Wednesdays in Golden Gate Park, I DJ for a uh, dance collective. They're called SFBADM which stands for San Francisco Bay Area Dance Movement. And it's just a community of people that love to rave. They love to go clubbing, but they want to level up their dance skills. And so uh, I DJ for them. And in exchange, they teach me how to dance too. I've always wanted to learn how to dance, but I felt a little stiff, right? And so they kind of helped me open it, open that up, you know? Yeah, they're super cool, cool people. And, uh, and they've been backing me ever since. And and I'm just so grateful to have their support, you know. So you can officially cut shapes now. <laughs> I can a little bit. I still need some practice. I've only been like a few months in. But yeah, I can cut some shapes nice. <laughs> much more than I ever could. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not quite there yet. Do love to dance, but cutting shapes has always been something uh, I feel like I put on the back burner. So I might have to check out. It's an SFBADM. Yeah. Cool. And do they have like an Instagram or where can people go find more info on them? They do. Yeah. On Instagram. It should be just under a SFBA DM, just like that. Nice. Okay. So this is a big achievement. 
big moment. We already kind of talked about that, but do you have like a next goal in mind? Like where is uh, where is the target moving to for you? Is it another track with Tool Room or just kind of tell us what's the next uh, the next victory for Rerun? Yeah, I definitely want to keep working with Tool Room. They're just such a cool company, you know? They're very, very wholesome. Like I just love their company culture and I could tell they're, they're just very supportive and I, I couldn't have gotten this far without them, you know? So I'm just, I'm totally grateful for everything that we built together so far and I want to keep that going. I've been thinking about making a collaboration with Vertigo. Uh, they reached out to me in interest of um, doing something together. So I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do that. Nice. I even learned that they live pretty close from here, I think. They said that they live near Sacramento. Oh, wow. And so that's not too far from me. Okay. Shout out to the Bay. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be really cool. And I'm sure Tilroom would be happy to see that and, and supportive of it too. And it's interesting what you said about how wholesome tool room is that's definitely something that stood out to me even from you know i went to to the london calling party in july of last year and have just gotten to meet different people from the label and as someone who is a dad and has you know i have a another baby on the way now and i look at mark and i know he's got at least one son i think he i think he's got more than one kid and i just see everyone else in tool room pete i know pete is a dad yeah i think i always had this stigma in my head that if you want to be a DJ, you have to be like, you have to try and be like this like badass person that doesn't have a family. But I feel like that couldn't be further from the truth. And if anything, Tool Room like helped me see that clearly. Like it, it's all it's all about friends and family. And the more of that that you have, the further you're going to do, the more successful you're going to be. So I just want to give you a yes, you're right <laughs> about the wholesome mm -hmm. approach that Tool Room has. Because I'm sure there's some labels out there that don't that don't go that way. On the note of family, I know you mentioned your brother. Yeah. And it sounds like he he had played a big role in your life in music. Could you tell us about your relationship with him and, and also how he did kind of, if he did bring music into your life, what did that look like? Yeah, he did. At the time, I was not sure what I was trying to do uh, with my career. I was just like going to college, doing general ed, just trying to figure stuff out, but didn't really have any direction. But at the time, then we started hanging out more. And he started taking me to raves and we would go to like renegades and underground stuff together, you know, cause that's, that's his scene. So he was nice. just bringing me into his world. Hey, I mean, that's, I got sucked into electronic music through life and color, which was pretty, you know, pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> so he got you. So yeah. Dubstep vibe, right? He is more into the, the house and progressive okay, you did vibe. And then um, I have other friends that are into dubstep and, and I was into that as well. Uh, he's the one that introduced me into the house scene. Yeah, I guess at the time, you know, coming from the dubstep world, house didn't quite click with me immediately until I started seeing the culture and started seeing the people and the vibe and started living there a little bit. Then the context, it all kind of just clicked and it made sense to me. That's definitely one of those things where if you if you don't see it, then it just it doesn't make sense to you. But once you spend enough time there and you have a reason, then it's like, it's a, it's a completely different world. It's a beautiful thing. Totally. And I'm a huge, huge proponent of people going to raves, especially if they haven't been to one before. So I got to ask you out of all the raves and, and parties that you've gone to and shows that you've gone to, we're going to get to your favorites as a, as a DJ as well, but as a, as an attendee, as a raver, 
if you had to go with one, like what, what, what was the one that you would just be like, man, that was the best one ever. <laughs> There's a few. I got to go with one that's local to us, Audiotistic. Shout out to Audiotistic because just everyone from the Bay, all my friends and family, we all just congregate there and it, it's always a blast. Unfortunately, it got canceled this year. And so we'll have to look out for the next one, but that's definitely, you know, that one feels like home to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just realized your the Pokemon you got chilling behind you too. That's <laughs> yeah. That's pretty on brand for your vibe. So I just I just realized that Ghastly Gengar uh went to a haunter. Dude, that's really cool. Yeah, those are my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm a super Mario guy personally, but dude, that's uh that's that's on brand for you. As a DJ and dream to play at one day. So what's your favorite gig that you've done and, and what's the one that you've got on your bucket list? Favorite gig that I've done. Let's see. I don't have one off the top of my head. <laughs> it's really just been kind of like nothing's been enormous or anything. It it kind of just feels like a hangout, you know, uh, of just like familiar faces. Where I'd like to play though, shoot, <laughs> the sky's the limit. <laughs> Love to play. Now I've I've had my mind on much bigger stages, right? Because sure. before that wasn't really consideration. I was just like, you know, kind of being maybe a little too humble about where I was at the time. But now that my mind's kind of expanding and and kind of like, you know, acclimating to all the uh, the movement that's going on here with our music. I don't know. I'm thinking um, thinking Ibiza, thinking Ultra. <laughs> As big as I can go, honestly. I'd love to play at EDC. Shoot. Burning Man. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's that's what we're going for here. Glad we got it. Hey, you got to speak it into existence, man, or you at least got to think about it before it becomes a thing. So, yeah. Just want to applaud you, Rerun, for all the work that you've uh, you've done to get here. And, you know, honored to call you a friend as we, uh, as we see what's in store for us. We don't know, but we just keep having fun, right? Yeah. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. I know this is a big achievement for us. Totally. This is a big step forward. Totally. So thank you for the idea to to kind of do this as a series. We'll see where it goes from here. For those who listen to Dream Chasers before, we're going to start putting out the for the leaders of the new school interviews, if we do any, which we probably will do more, they're going to go live on YouTube first. And then you can catch the edited replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, we'll be there. So make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We were joined today by Rerun DJ and music production master. Rerun, thank you for investing your most valuable time with us here today. Uh, any any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Thank you so much for having me. And really, you have to you got to believe that it's possible in order to make it happen. Uh, and that's what I learned in these past few weeks. This is just that you got to go for it, and and you really got to believe in it, you know. And then it, it really does happen. Life will surprise you. I love it. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers, Adventures in the Future. We'll catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. Dream Chasers, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us here today, your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share this bad boy on social media. Drop a five-star review. Hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, we really appreciate it. It brings better visibility, better SEO to the show. So just can't thank you enough for that. And also, as you notice, we don't have any ads here on Dream Chasers. So just want to remind you to head over to Carswell 
Dot.io to get all updates, especially because I am currently writing a book. The book is on the topic of insert suspenseful topic here. Multiplication. Yes, I'm writing a book on multiplication. I know that may sound silly, but that's what it is. So I'm really excited about this. I have also learned it takes a lot more time to write a book than I originally expected. So it's coming soon. And just want to remind you, if you want to get updates on my first ever book, you can go to carswell.io, drop your email address there, and you'll get all the updates you could possibly need or imagine on the release. So thank you again for your listenership. And remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level.